Another edition of 1234. This is episode 280. Yes, good to be with you. I've just come back from a week's holiday and I was going to do some, uh, make some programs, but I actually took a break, which is something I don't normally do. Normally I'm uh, unable to bring some shows to you because I've been really busy and I thought in the time I had off I was going to do that, but I just really need to recharge the battery, so I feel good. And with that in mind, I have nine brilliant songs for you because the music keeps coming out. I can't begin to tell you how many things I want to share with you. And uh, occasionally I'll see things and then I'll remember. So there's a bit of a mixture of new and old. There is one uh, section in the middle here, a couple of reissues. One more recent uh, offering by a brilliant group called The Bees. And if you never encountered that at the time, you can. Uh, I, I really, really advise you to rush out and find it. And then something from the Sunshine Pop era of the late 60s that has emerged, a bunch of demos, and it's really great. So we'll hear from Sandy Salisbury and Kurt Botcher. Try for the Sun is the name of the release. And the Sundazed label has done this. They've sort of dug around and found a few obscurities within psychedelia, sort of more jazz pop. We've played something before from them, and I can't remember what it is now, but it's good. Uh, so if you head to the website, you'll find out more details. But yes, nine great songs. We'll start, uh, I would say, almost radio-friendly, and we'll finish with something that's a little more out there. But out there in a good way. I only bring you stuff that's good. Uh, let's start with the radio field. Now, this is... Brilliant stuff from Germany. Lars Schmidt goes under the name of the radio field. He was in a group called Subterfuge. And I've got to tell you, this guy absolutely loves jangle pop. He loves things like the Smiths. He loves a great group out of Liverpool called the Pale Fountains. Michael Head, who I'm a big fan of, who also became Shaq. And there's one of Michael Head's songs, Something Like You, that I just adore. Uh, but it also reminds me on this track of uh, a group called Pearl Fishers. So what I'm talking about, this is classic pop. Just really, you'll as soon as you hear it, you'll know, hey, this is the kind of gear I love and love sharing with you. But there's something just really slightly 80s but with a UK twist, even though the guy comes from Germany. Obviously, he has uh, studied hard in uh, Jangle Pop and I give him flying colours listen to this great way to start the show from the radio field the album's called Don'ts and Do's this track is Valhalla
that's a great release that's just come out on the Don Giovanni imprint. Now, Don Giovanni, as a label, has historically had a lot of very edgy kind of post-punk meets hardcore, meets math rock, things that are just a little more on the difficult listening end of town, which I like. But uh, this one caught me by surprise. And in fact, over the last few years, a bit like other labels like Sub Pop, they've started to reinvent themselves a little. So it's not always as easy by picking up something on this label to say, I know what this is going to sound like. Uh, That's the music of Maura Weaver. And in fact, that's probably closer in a way to some of the things they've issued. But the the thing about this particular release is it skirts on the edges of sort of a little bit of country. There's a little bit of synth pop in there. That was more of a straight ahead, catchy pop song from Maura Weaver. I Was Due For A Heartbreak is the name of the album. And I played for you the track Ease On The Eyes and you'll find uh, some real diversity in that release, which is good. Uh, the radio field and the, the diversity is there, but it's also a little different to Mora in that it's just straight ahead pop, classic pop songs uh, as written by Lars Schmidt. And I just fell in love with this from the moment I heard it. Don'ts and Do's is the name of the album. You, you really won't find a bad track on there, particularly if you love things in that sort of Beatles, Birdsian sort of vein or 80s guitar pop from the UK. You're going to be a big fan of the music of the radio field. I played for you Valhalla. This is one, two, three, four. I was really lucky. When was it now? maybe towards the end of May. This was supposed to happen much earlier in the year. A UK band Slow Dive came to Australia. Now, Slow Dive were one of the first shoegaze bands. These are the bands that came out with this sort of beautiful wall of noise, sugar-spun harmonies that sort of underlaid with some white noise. And bands, you know, that sort of started that sound, the cavernous sound of the Cocteau Twins slowly morphed into a whole bunch of bands like Ride, like Lush, and like Slow Dive that just had these sort of wonderful sounds, like really big, chunky sounds. I got to see them for the first time. They came to Australia, I think, about 2017, and that was because they reformed. They they split up in the early 2000s, and the reason I got to see them was sort of a, a bit bewildering. Uh, in my Wearing my other hat, Making the Quiet Space, I fell in love with the music of Simon Scott. Now, Simon is a, a, a wonderful musician and play, sort of records field recordings and then manipulates them using synths and a whole bunch of stuff. And I sort of followed a lot of his early work. His more recent efforts have come out on Lawrence English out of Brisbane, Room 40 in print. But what I had forgotten, because we'd sort of made this connection, I'd been playing his stuff on the ABC and we're writing to each other, and then one day the penny dropped when he said, I'm coming to Australia to play with my old band, Slow Dive. And I just did a double take, went, what? And I think I had read it, but I'd totally forgotten it. So I got not only did I get to meet Simon, who was just the most wonderful human being, lovely bloke, but when I played some music overseas under my name, Pimmon, uh, he set up a gig in a church in Cambridge and he, we've just had this friendship. Anyway, so he came to Australia or was due in Australia, uh, I think maybe it was March. Anyway, the tour was cancelled because he hurt his back as the drummer. He's one of the, the key components of the group. 
And so it was rescheduled and I got to see them play in Adelaide. Not only that, Slow Dive released a, a new album. So basically they've sort of had this sort of Lazarus moment. They've come back to life. And this is the second album that's come out under the new guys of Slow Dive. All the original members, uh, but with a new lease of life. Neil Halstead. Uh, is the guy that produced the album. It was recorded out of the city in uh, Cornwall and Lincolnshire. And Neil writes most of the songs. It's also got the beautiful vocals of Rachel Goswell up front. And of course, as I said, Simon Scott plays drums and fleshes things out with electronics and processing. Uh, This is a brilliant album. And it's, it's often a difficult thing to see how a band that has this sort of transformation comes back, does their music match? Uh, obviously, there's a, there's a slight difference, but what was really gobsmacking at the concert where I saw them, this wasn't just a, a bunch of old hacks going along reliving their youth. This was a packed-out concert and mostly young people. And the reason being, one of their more recent songs was featured on TikTok. And so suddenly this is a band that has a whole new fan base This album that I'm going to share a track with you now after doing a lot of talking, Everything is Alive, which, as I said, their second in their comeback. It was, and the last one that came out in 2017, you had to wait 22 years for that to come out. It was self-titled, and that was three years after they had their reboot. But this one is on point. It marries great harmonics, beautiful production, catchy songs, uh, experimentation. I really love Slow Dive and I'm glad that they're still doing what they do. So from their album, Everything is Alive, this is Kisses.
there's the return of a, another stalwart in music, albeit from a different part of town. Devandra Banhart has always been, well, a little bit quirky, shall we say. Uh, part of the free folk movement of the early 2000s, he's sort of been mining this mysterious sound at times. You're never quite sure what he's doing. He's totally gone on a bender and changed tack using synthesizers and drum machines to create something that's a little more 80s driven. And you can thank Kate LeBon from she's just an amazing Welsh musician who I love, who is also very out there. And she's teamed up for probably one of my favourite album titles in a while, Flying Wig, from Devendra Banhart. As I said, a lot of 80s influence, a lot of otherworldly sort of tones that, that take place on the album. I'll play for you the track Fireflies. And just you, you sort of lose, you sort of forget that he's come from that free folk, slightly hippie-ish bent. This has a totally different feel. And I'm not sure if that's where he'll keep going because you never quite know with what he's doing. Some of his tracks are really quite mysterious, but what has come through and he's been quite open about is the friendship between himself and Kate LeBon is at the the core of how this album has sort of come together. He said, we can make each other feel better or find some hope sitting in our hopelessness together. I don't have a sense of humour. And Kate's very funny, but I contribute bad cooking. If it was an Olympic sport, I'd be gold medal baby. Well, he sounds a bit funny to me. Devendra Banhart. Uh, check out, not only that album, it's coming out of Mexican summer, but check all these releases out because I like him a lot. Uh, really good stuff, uh, Fireflies. We started out with Slow Dive and Kisses, a song that started out as a demo by from Neil Halstead, and he was worried it sounded too poppy. So he tried to craft work it up. And then they just decided to, no, let's just, let, let's let the song be itself. And it has a distinct pop feel to it and a great song from Slow Dive. This next album has just been reissued and I'm so glad, if for anything, it, it lets people realise what a brilliant album it is. It came out in 2002 and I still remember the time I first encountered it. It wasn't on the radio. I was in, I think, the second, in fact, it was the second-hand store of Red Eye Records on York Street. No, not York Street, Pitt Street, the one sort of at the, the central end. Uh, I'm sort of going from memory here because I haven't been around that part of town. I don't think, it might still be there, I don't know. Anyway, I walked into the store and they're playing this record and I just popped my head up because it was a little bit, there was a little touch of reggae in there. There was a touch of... It was a little bit jazz. It was a little bit soulful. And there was a cover of Os Mutantes, Aminha Menha, a brilliant Brazilian pop song. So I just sat there and thought, who is this? I have to, and I just bought it straight away. It's a group called The Bees. And the album Sunshine Hit Me from the Isle of Wight, Paul Butler and Aaron Fletcher, put together an album that, immediately that they were nominated for a Mercury Prize and then released quite a few amazing albums after that. There's a track of these called These Are The Ghosts, which I love. So I'm a very big fan of The Beast. But uh, on top of that, with this uh, reissue, uh, you get six bonus tracks that weren't there that are all a little bit... Well, you can understand perhaps why they weren't on the album. So you've got to be a real fan. But I am, so that's fine. But maybe you'll be a fan. 
Uh, this is the opening cut, and sort of, as I said, they are musically hard to pigeonhole because they borrow all these little bits and pieces that make them sound really different and really, really special. I can't implore, I can't sort of, I, I want to jump through the speakers and say, please go and get this. The Bees, the album's called Sunshine Hit Me, and this one is Punchbag.
Dreamer's a dreamer, a whimsical schemer, saying he'll make it someday. And there is a ghetto he's got to forget, so he packs up his troubles and someday he catches a rainbow. He's on his way, and he'll turn the rain to a bright sunny day. You've got to try for the sun. You've got to never mind what can't be done. You've got to try, try for the sun. Life in the city isn't so pretty. You're not a bad to live in a world where there's nothing but selling your trade however you can. A dollar a day, don't make it mad. You've got to try for the sun. Never mind what can't be done. You've got to try for the sun. Never mind what can't be done. You've got to try for the sun. Never mind what can't be done. You've got to try for the sun. Never mind what can't be done. You've got to try, try for the sun. Well, there's a great reissue that has come out. A whole bunch of unreleased demos from Sandy Salisbury and Kurt Bolcher. Now, Sandy Salisbury uh, was originally from Hawaii and uh, showed up on the Sunset Strip driving a VW Bug in 1966. Uh, wrote really catchy songs. Wasn't quite sure how he was going to fit into the scene. And through his neighbour, uh, sort of was introduced to a whole new world. His neighbour was Kurt Bocher who was the producer for the group The Association. If you remember the track Never My Love, Windy, Along Comes Mary, he was all sort of behind the controls for for that. Uh, He also worked with Sagittarius, a little more of an obscurity, but that's a great slice of what became known as Sunshine Pop, really beautifully produced with sort of a, a little touch of Bacharach in there and a big dose of Brian Wilson, apparently, it was Kurt Bocher. Uh, this is according to legend. Uh, Birds producer Gary Usher reckons that he was able to convince Brian Wilson to give up surf music before going on to create pet sounds. Now, if that's true, that's pretty amazing. Anyway, these songs were meant to be sort of given to other people and they ended up sitting in the, the demo drawer. And so this has been, uh, as I said, lovingly put together by the Sundazed music imprint. The album's called Try for the Sun. And we just heard uh, the uh, title track from that release. And there's something uh, uh, quite cutesy about it. They've left them in the demo phase, so there's there's nothing embellished. There's no sort of a rush of horns. It's all pretty simple. But you've got the simplicity and the beauty of two voices uh, going together really, really well. Uh, which I think is just a fantastic uh, release 
from, as they're dubbed, two sunshine pop pioneers. Uh, so sitting there for 50 years, over 50 years, in fact, that uh, they just sat there and finally have, have come out, which is good. Uh, so check it out from Sandy Salisbury. I think his real name is Graham. And in fact, uh, he's a noted author of children's books, it says in one of my notes here. And Kurt Bocher. Uh, prior to that, we heard the bees from their Sunshine Hit Me, speaking of great sunshine pop, uh, and the track Punch Bag, which is the opening track from that release. But it's really, really got some brilliant... Like, that album to me is just one of my favourites to sit and listen to. And uh, when I saw it was reissued, I pulled out my copy and listened all over again. And it was a wonderful experience. So I hope yeah, you'll find some time to go and dig around. You'll find the track listing and the links back to where you can find these things up at pimpod.com. This is episode 280 of uh, 1234. Uh, now to another really special album. Boy, is this a ripper. It's uh, the music of Jack Cooper. Now, Jack Cooper was a part of a group. Now I'm going to... And in fact, a lot of the notes I was reading... Don't mention his old group because he's been out of it for a while now. But I remember when, uh, and it was all very poppy stuff, very catchy stuff. And basically what happened, he just got sort of sick of it. And in fact, their last album was pulled. It was already produced. It was already out as, in fact, I've got a, the uh, promo edition of it. And then the next thing it was just not released and never to be released. And Jack turned on a totally different path. And his path now engages with sort of late, what you call late night listening, the, the last couple of albums from Talk Talk. He features Chris Abrams of The Necks on his recordings now. This is sort of really beautiful, slightly improvised jazz pop. Uh, he loves the music of Japan's David Sylvian. Uh it's, it's a beautiful release, and over the course of a few albums, his first came out in 2019, which had a folk rock meets uh, sort of kraut rock mantra, that sort of uh, just the repetitive nature of things, whereas it started to, it's, it's like watching, uh, I guess, a butterfly go from the cocoon and, and to spread wings, because this is really, it lifts takes you on an incredible journey. He, he teams up not only with Chris Abrams, as I mentioned, but uh, Myra Benjamin and Heather Roche from Apartment House, uh, as well as improvisers Dominic Lash and Alec Ward. Alex Ward, who, who really take you on a journey with this under the name Modern Nature is the name of the group. I'd get all their releases if I were you. No Fixed Point in Space is the new one that's come out on the Bella Union imprint. And uh, he teams up with a vocalist, Julie Tippetts, formerly known as Julie Driscoll. Now, you may know her, uh, and she was also a part of the sort of underground proggy scene in the late 70s. Beautiful voice. She is a part of this recording uh, with Modern Nature, No Fixed Point in Space. It is beautiful. I've been waiting for this one for a while, and it's worth the wait. This track, seeing what we're talking about... Uh, all things solar at the moment. Uh, this one's called Sun. Mm-hmm. 
tries to drift as we turn The light starts to pulse in our eyes Pull over like ghosts Impossible
his broken foot on lost time sitting by the window watching planes go by in the morning light in the morning light rock and Of sunken hills and UFOs, watching planes go by, watching planes go by in the gentle morning. Here she comes. Watch the sky break open, see her run Watching days go
That is a special release, and those two tracks just flew, flew away, just taking you on a journey. Cassie Velazza is the name of the artist, uh, raised in Arizona. She now resides in Portland, where I guess you kind of look at the album cover and you think, yep, that makes sense. Uh, the album's called Cassie Velazza Knows Nothing, and I would disagree with that aspect of it. Uh, what she knows is the beautiful sounds of Laurel Canyon. She knows Emmy Lou. She knows Joni Mitchell. She knows the band. This is Americana with a dreamy, psych, slightly, again, that word mysterious edge to it. Uh, touches of Tim Buckley rung in my head on that track I shared with you called Watching Planes Go By. Definitely got that sort of 60s out there vibe, particularly when you hear uh, passages like rock and roll pours out the radio taking shape of sunken hills and UFOs. Cassie Velaza. Uh, a brilliant, brilliant album. You should uh, check it out from start to finish. Uh, the track Watching Planes Go By. We heard Modern Nature, another beautiful release that will just have you sort of travelling not, not astral traveling, but, you know, just... Uh, I said the word astral only because I remember Jack Cooper's got a beautiful release that's come out on the Astral Spirits imprint. I don't know if you know that label. It does more free jazz, and he's done this incredible minimal work that I should definitely play in the quiet space that has touches of Morton Feldman about it. Uh, Jack Cooper, finding his inner improvisational spirit is probably the best way, but still able to marry a bit of pop. Nouse with it as well. Uh, 
let's take you on a real lift-off plane now, the music of Jonathan Wilson. Now, Jonathan Wilson is an incredible producer and an incredible all-round musician who sort of had this epiphany. He's, if you love Pink Floyd, he's Roger Waters' music director. Uh, but not only that, he's been making music for a long time. He's a songwriter, producer, arranger, owns his own studio. And his first release since 2020 has just dropped. It's called Eat the Worm. And apparently what happened for Jonathan was that he discovered an obscure European named Jim Pembroke who sort of did a couple of what they call uh, vanity projects. These were small-run releases. Uh, This happens all the time now, but back in the 60s and 70s when this occurred, it was something unusual. And these albums are the kind of albums, because they were rare, uh, now fetch a lot of money. Anyway, Jonathan Wilson happened to find them and he considered Jim Pembroke genius-level strange. Uh, Listening to his music was an experimental experience. Now, I've made a note, and as of this point, I haven't heard Jim Pembroke, so I can't sort of back that up. But uh, I trust in Jonathan Wilson enough to know that this was something that was unusual. And what it made him do was break out of any or and all of his comfort zones he may have lapsed into. End result, something that's slightly weird and wonderful, called Eat the Worm. 12 songs, 51 minutes, that shifts apparently from Harry Nilsson to Backrack to Frank Zappa, and often all within the confines of the one song. Uh, there's a track on there called Charlie Parker, where he names drops the Wright brothers, Al Giroux, uh, basketball player Larry Bird. Uh, it's all a little bit odd, as I said. I'm going with the opening track, which is wonderful really goes into the Harry Nilsson aspect of what I was saying. And then, as I said, it will just sort of start to... Things start to melt. The cover looks like something out of uh, Dali and some cartoon character. And and perhaps that sort of sums it up. Things are going to change. Things, what you, The course you're on isn't going to stay the same. The land you're in is going to look different by the time you get to the end of it. Capiche? Yes. Jonathan Wilson. This track's called... Marzipan. Truffle shaving eBay scam at freaks with 
here on the brain I know it sounds insane But these people got paid to play Jonathan Wilson rounding out this edition of 1234, the track Marzipan from the album Eat the Worm. I'm Paul Goff. I'll be back with more 
brilliant songs for you. I hope you think they're brilliant. You know what to do. Head to the Pimpod website. Look for this episode 280 and you'll find all the links and details to the tracks I shared with you. Stay safe and I look forward to sharing more new great songs with you very soon.